0: Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster.
1: Don't you understand, George? It's because you were not born. Film church. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. When life happens, you've just got to keep saying, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Welcome to Film Church Radio. We are your hosts. I am Lewis, and I'm Brandon. How are you doing, Brandon? I'm pretty good. Good. It's yeah. been a while since we've done this. It has been a while. It's it feels been, weird. It does feel
0: weird, but exciting. Yeah, I have missed sure. this. Me too. Um, it's, it's been like a couple months since weird. we actually recorded our last podcast. Even though, for you listeners,
1: it's probably only been a week since you last yeah. heard from us. But a peek behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we started strong. I feel like we knocked a few out pretty quickly. Yeah, and then then
0: life happens. Yeah, and we've both been busy. Um, I've been on, in my last semester of school. Mm-hmm. I just finished last Friday, and now I am in between that and getting that that diploma handed to me. So
1: very exciting! Congratulations! Thanks, man. I know I've said it to you already, but. <laughs>
0: Well, I actually wouldn't be here without you. I wouldn't be getting this degree if it wasn't for you hiring me and um, telling me that Starbucks gives away free degrees. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. I remember our actually, first I did conversation. a lot, but
1: and you were like, I don't need a degree in film. Like you were like, I'm I'm a filmmaker. I know what I'm gonna do. And I was like, I've got two degrees in film. <laughs> this hurts. <laughs> did we have a conversation like I'm that? I'm pretty sure we did. I'm pretty sure that like in the interview. Because I, I asked if you had ever thought about going to school for film. And you were like, no, I don't think I thought about it. And I was like, well, Starbucks does offer it for free. Whoops. other coffee chains are available. <laughs> um, so I, I'm, this
0: is starting to come back to me now. Yeah. Yeah. It was while we were interviewing though, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and you didn't tell me you had a degree in film until after I was like, filmmakers don't need degrees in film.
1: Yeah. I was like, well, I've got two and I don't make any films, So you're <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, apologies.
1: No, no apologies needed. That's you know.
0: I mean, I still believe what I said,
1: but now I have a film degree. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <film>. no, <laughs> no offense. Now I'm just like I'm doubling down on yes, this. Just, <laughs> <laughs> don't be misquoted in the press later on. You just like I did say that, and I'm going to stand by it. Um, yeah, I yeah. I think you know. I think it was Del Toro that was like, you just need to know the history of film to make film yeah i think that's where i'm coming from but you can you don't need a degree to know the history of film you can just
0: i mean yeah i mean you don't but like for me personally getting a degree was um just for my own life goals like i i was homeschooled and my high school degree was kind of just um i mean my parents bought a diploma and put their names on it and put our fake school name on it and they were like here's your degree and like we didn't really have a graduation or anything like like we some family came over to the house and people were like yay yeah you're done with school but it wasn't i don't feel like i earned that for sure Mm -hmm. and this is something that i feel like i've earned like i've always had this kind of self-conscious thing about my education and now that i've actually gone to school and earned a degree yeah I did that, like I did that, and that was something I wanted to do personally. And um, getting to study something that I love, like film, yeah, it was so fucking fun. Yeah, like it was awesome, and and it opened a lot more doors than I ever realized. Like that that person that you interviewed doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, now I'm now I'm a I've graduated film school and. There are so many things that came from it that I could not have foreseen unless I had gone down that journey.
1: Yeah. I mean, it seemed like every semester there was something awesome that was happening. Yeah. That was just, it just felt meant to be. Yeah. Yeah, Um, definitely. Especially that time and place, you know. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I can remember, I mean, from our line of work, we work with a lot of people that are transitioning from high school to college, not quite sure like what path to take, like what to do. Um, And I tell everybody, I'm just like, do what you want to do. Like what interests you, study it. Because it's going to be so much more fun. You're going to be so much more rewarded because of it. I always remember when I was 18, I got my results and I was going to uni. And my dad was like, are you going to go and do business? And I was like, no, film. And he was like, why? Why not business? And I was like, because I like film. Like business is just like... It's not interesting to me. Yeah. I want to know about film. Yeah, um, And ironically, I pretty much ended up at the same place I would have been if I got a business degree. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it shows that you can... That you can accomplish something. Yeah, you apply can, yourself. And yeah, do exactly. It. You know, that's yeah. the whole point of a degree, right? I feel like we're getting off topic a little bit, but... I mean,
0: not really. I mean, it's we're talking about film. Yeah. I mean, there's there's probably lots of listeners here. I mean,
1: I, know, I don't know how
0: many times I've scrolled through podcasts being like, what film podcasts are out there. And it, yeah. there's probably a lot of filmmakers listening to this. And, you know, if you're, if you're struggling with deciding if you want to go to film school or you want to not go to film school, I mean, just do what you want. Yeah. Like it's, it's really just, it's a personal choice. It's like, yeah. there are so many paths to becoming a filmmaker or getting the, into the line of work that you want to do. And everyone's as unique. Like yeah. you can't, I mean, you, you can, I mean you can compare compare yourself to others but it's not really healthy you know no, it's exactly. not you know everybody's yeah. everybody's journal is pers- is personal to them and for me I mean I had made a lot of films I've done a lot of short films I've done a lot of I mean I've pretty much tried everything I've made wedding videos I've made music videos I've yeah. made commercials I've tried all this stuff on my own I've worked as a PA I've um been on sets um yeah. and Getting this degree really came down to I've always wanted to get a degree. Yeah. It's just a personal validation for me. Um, And all the stuff, that that the benefits outside of that were just pluses. Yeah. You know, it's like the the main thing was I wanted this. And so now I have it. It's awesome. It is cool. And I know I said to you a few weeks ago, but no one's
1: ever going to be able to take that away. You know, you think about your job, you get promoted. But if you leave that company, it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Like, it's just an old title. Whereas with a degree, it's yours forever.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. so. Um, if anybody else, if anybody's curious about this, um, I will say that, um, like, I, I the reason I had never gotten a degree before or the main reason was I didn't really want to pay for it. I was like, why would I pay for yeah. something that, I kind of already know, but in hindsight, I've learned a lot of shit that I didn't know, yeah, <laughs> um, because I really studied like the history of film and and g- dove deeper into subjects and genres and directors and things like that that i I probably wouldn't have done on my own. but um, but Starbucks will pay your tuition. Like, yeah, it's a big deal. It's, I mean, it, I wish more companies did that. I wish there were more opportunities like that for people. Um, it is through the ASU program, um, ASU, Arizona State University online. So you have to pick an online degree, but yeah. they have a film degree. And I was like, that's it. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. And the craziest thing to come out of this was I got a chance to volunteer at Sundance. Yeah through arizona state university they only chose um it was something like eight students out of all the film students it was online and on campus students that had to apply and i remember um i think we had just watched far from home actually on the drive home i was like telling you about it and i was like asu is offering like film students to go to Sundance to volunteer and, and get to basically you, you get to volunteer at Sundance and then you get free tickets to go watch movies at Sundance. And like, just the idea of that in my mind was so fantasized. It seemed like, it just seemed like impossible. yeah It just seemed like that was never going to happen even if I applied, but I was like, I guess I might as well apply because if I did get it, that'd be dope. Yeah. And. Lo and behold. Yeah. I I applied and then got in and like the, that day, like I think about that all the time. Like that day that I told you, I was like, it was so fucking cool. It was just like, well, for one thing I was supposed to find out on a Friday. Um, I was supposed to find out on a Friday whether or not I got accepted didn't hear anything, and it was like the next Sunday,
1: yeah.
0: or it was like Sunday or Monday, that I finally got an email saying, hey, congrats, you got in. Yeah. You're you're going to Sundance. And then I came into work, or I was already at work. You came in. Yeah. And I was like, hey, guess where I'm going in January? <laughs> <laughs> and you just looked at me like you couldn't fucking believe it either. You yeah. were just like no
1: fucking way and i was like yep it's it's just yeah it's awesome i mean like sundance is one of these mythical film places i feel like it's just it's such a um you would just hear it with all you know it was the winner at sundance you know all yeah. these prestigious films that are coming out and like oscar contenders and stuff like that you always see the um like it linked to these great films. And filmmakers
0: talk about it. like yeah. you hear filmmakers yeah. talking about the festival and being at Sunday and their first experience yeah. of going to Sundance being a young filmmaker and or old filmmaker, like just being like a first time filmmaker at Sundance yeah. with your film there and that experience and like you hear about that. It's con- like it's you just hear about it. Yeah. You know, if you're into film, you're gonna hear about Sundance. Yeah. And yeah, I got to go. Maybe we're doing a whole episode about Sundance, but yeah. um, it opened my eyes a lot. Like, I definitely feel like, um, yeah, just even talking about it now, it's like uh, I've I've been in this weird headspace of, you know, graduating and stuff, and you know, I mean, school like this film program has been my life for the last three years, but now talking about it in hindsight, it's like. You know, I learned a lot and I've experienced a lot and I have grown a lot. Yeah. So it's cool. That's awesome. So that was a bit of a tangent there that we went off of. but um,
1: I think it explains a little bit about why we're doing it as well. Like why we are so invested together in putting something out film related. Yeah. You know, we both, like I know we've talked about it before, but that first phone call when I was looking for people and we were like,
0: yeah, we just talked about films the whole yeah. time. You you were about Link
1: layer films, and I was just like, "This is it." Yeah, you know, this is someone that knows my references <laughs> that we you're hired. About. Yeah, um, um,
0: but yeah, it's cool. It's like, I mean that that is one of the cool things about, um, I mean, I guess Starbucks, but also yeah. just any kind of, I mean, any job. Yeah. really is just meeting people and making connections that you never would have had if you hadn't taken that job. Yeah. And, yeah, obviously this one is huge.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. We're we're making a podcast. I know. Yeah, (laughs) who'd have thunk it? It's Uh, crazy. (laughs) um, It's mad. Um, So, yeah, you were finishing school. I was um, coming to the end of my career with the aforementioned company. Um, Yeah, just it was all encompassing. As a store manager, just no, no leeway. And um, I've got, a, you know, a daughter and a, and a wife and just wasn't fitting into our yeah. lifestyle anymore. You know, I can remember yeah. talking to you about recording podcasts and I was like, I don't know when I'm going to have time. like, yeah. Yeah. To even watch a film, let alone sit down and record and talk about it and I like, have my notes ready and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. So I've changed careers, which means I have a lot more free time, uninterrupted time. Yeah. Um. Which is great, you know. It's, it's better to balance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So forever that's thankful all, for what happened while I was at the company, but glad to have moved on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's just life. Yeah. Change happens. Yeah, we talk all the time. I mean, like, if it was still just me and my wife, I would still be there. Yeah. You know, I could, I could do 80-hour weeks. It'd be fine. Mm-hmm. But priorities change. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: So this week, we're talking about uh returning to movie theaters yeah I mean, super it's special 2021 and it's the i mean covid is still a thing yeah. so like slowly cinemas have been coming back um we back to of, the new normal yeah i mean for, like we're we're really getting back now i mean we're yeah. like i mean spider-man is like sold out yeah, every up. single mm-hmm. show yeah. next week like But it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. I mean, we've had some big movies like come out Mm -hmm. this year, but I feel like Spider-Man, this Spider-Man movie, uh, No Way Home, is like, yeah, it's, it's, they're bringing, like, this is going to bring people to the cinema. So this episode, we're talking about our cinema experiences since covid um, so it's kind of a super special. We're talking about a bunch of different
1: movies. We're not talking about just one movie here. Mm-hmm. Um, we won't go into spoilers either. It's going to be very, you know, yeah. more about the environment more than a closer look at the film.
0: Yeah. So some like a lot of these movies, like we we haven't both seen
1: all of these movies
0: that we're talking about. We're yeah. both talking about our, our personal experiences going back to the movies. But um, yeah, so we're going to get into a
1: bunch of a bunch of different films here. Yeah, um, and I think it's pretty fitting. You know, the whole idea of this podcast was that we missed that communal experience together of going to see a film in a room filled with people that feel the same things. You know, yeah. laughed at the same jokes. Um, and this podcast was just a reason for us to share with anybody that's listening just what we're watching, what made us laugh, what made us cry. Yeah, you know, exactly. All these yeah. kind of things.
0: Well, I feel like I feel like. Um, I feel like going to a movie theater and watching a movie, like the idea of this podcast is that that is the religious experience, right? It's like going to like the cinema is like your church and you go to the cinema with a bunch of people and they all have this experience together. Yeah. Um, And we haven't had that. And this podcast is supposed to be an extension of that. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, you, you can listen to us talk about movies that we've seen until, you yourself, the listener, can get back to the movie theater and have yep. these experiences yourself. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been something that we've both missed a lot in yeah. our lives
1: because it's so fucking fun to go to the movies, man. Yeah. I just, I mean, the one thing for me is we live in a, a world where people are so glued to their phone all the time, all the time. And I just love the fact that, especially we're going to talk about alamo a lot we both love Alamo; it's one of our local cinemas and we just go all the time but because they have a no phone policy i just feel so much more connected to those people around me because they're not looking at their phone yeah because we're all looking like nobody's distraction is even like
0: well when you go to the alamo draft house you know that yeah you know that that's their policy you know that no one's going to be on their phone yeah. Because and, and because of that the people that go to Alamo Draft House are the ones that are invested in yeah, going exactly. to see movies you know what I mean <laughs> I always
1: remember the first trip we went we went to see Reservoir Dogs on like a I can't remember what kind of screen it was they did on like a Thursday night I can't quite remember but the first time I went to um, Alamo and about 40 minutes into the film my wife turned to me and was like so who's that guy and I was like shh shh shh, shh. you can't talk <laughs> <laughs> Like, as much as like shushing her was not like the best thing to do, I could have just whispered who it was. But like, part of me was like, Yes. Like, <laughs> no one can talk in this theater. Like, we are all just watching the film in silence. Yeah. And I love that. I love it that nobody's like, like whispering away, you know? Yeah. It's, um, I mean, just the cinema as a whole is just, it's a beautiful thing. And I feel like I've changed as a viewer. Now, when I go, I get popcorn and a soda. I never did that before. I would never like buy snacks. Yeah, but now I'm like, I'm gonna have the most stereotypical cinema experience every time I go. Yeah, because I don't know how long it's gonna last now.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've definitely felt that. I mean, these last few times I've gone to the. The movie theater. I'm like, yeah, I'm getting popcorn and yeah. I'm getting a soda. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, and like a like a 64 ounce one or whatever it is, like <laughs> yeah. a huge one. I'm only going to take two sips because I don't want to have to pee
1: in this. That's thing, right. Yeah. Like- <laughs> down it in the last two minutes when it's gone yeah. flat. <laughs> but it's just it's so it's so great to be back. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, what was the first film you saw when we went back? Okay. Well, my you know it's
0: like the technically the first thing that i saw was something but then like the first time i felt back was another yeah. thing so i'm i'm kind of the same so <clears> yeah so it's like um so actually last year in 2020 during covid Alamo Draft House opened back up in i think from like august to like late september for yeah. like 2 months Alamo Draft House opened up in 2020 um and they showed just things that were coming out. They were trying to they've been trying to bring movie theaters back, you know, obviously since they've been shut down. But um in that time in 2020, I saw Bill and Ted. Yeah. And I saw Tenet at, at Alamo. And they were very safe. Like everybody yeah. was had to wear masks and they 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 I mean, they couldn't have sold out shows because yeah. people weren't buying. Yeah. enough tickets to be able to sell out shows but for people that were buying tickets they were socially distanced so like you couldn't buy a seat next to another person like they everybody was six feet apart um so they were very careful about everything um and that was fun like bill and ted was was a lot of fun to watch yeah. and Tenet it was a lot of fun to watch too um and it had been like since february since i had seen a film yeah um and in, in a movie theater so that was cool um and then um in january of 2021 i saw a documentary called cusp mm-hmm. at the texas theater in dallas um it's actually the theater where they caught lee harvey oswald um so it's like a famous yeah famous movie theater uh very historic theater they Um. Uh, Oliver Stone filmed JFK the yeah. the film there. Um anyway, it's a it's a really super cool theater, but um because things have been closed during COVID, Sundance didn't do I think they did a very minimal in-person festival, but they they actually for the first time opened the festival up to well, it was mostly online, but they opened it up to other cities, so mm-hmm. they partnered with certain theaters That's like cool. yeah yeah certain theaters like the texas theater to to show certain films anyway so cusp was a film that was showing there and because i went to sundance in 2020 i was like it'd be really cool to at least go see one sundance movie in 2021 um so me and my girlfriend went and saw this documentary called cusp um it was filmed in texas um they didn't disclose where it was filmed but it was um it's it's kind of hard to describe this documentary it was really good yeah. um i think it's on showtime now i have to look and see where it's available i'm pretty sure it's on showtime but um basically the these two filmmakers um these two women filmmakers followed these underage girls around in their life in this small Texas town. Okay. So, um, I can only imagine. Yeah. It, 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 they, they don't really, it's cool because they, they don't really, uh, like the narrative just kind of plays, it's a documentary, obviously, yeah. but it, you know, and, and there is kind of a narrative, but they, they weren't, um, they weren't trying to control the narrative in any way. in any yeah. way. They were just kind of like, it, it's crazy. Like the, the the crazy thing to me as a filmmaker, like that knows how films work, watching this, and you don't see the two girls that are filming all of this stuff, right? Yeah. They they're, but the way that they filmed it, it feels like a movie. Like you yeah. feel like you're watching a narrative movie. Like it's That's cool. like it's not a documentary. Yeah. And it's crazy to me that they were able to just kind of blend in the background and film all of this stuff without affecting
1: the reality. Yeah, Yeah. exactly.
0: And um, because they were able to do it in such an intimate way, it brings up a lot of like ethical questions that you kind of have to ask yourself. But it's cool because they don't try to answer those questions for you. It's more like, here's reality. Yeah. What do you think about this reality? Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um highly recommend. Very good. Uh so that was like in January of this year. And then but it was at the Texas Theater. The Texas Theater is great. And but it still wasn't that full. And that's the thing that's the thing I guess I'm trying to get at here is like, you know, Bill and Ted, Tenet, and Cusp were not very full. Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> then the next thing I saw in a theater was in I think at the end of July. Yeah. Went and saw Bo Burnham's inside, which I had already seen on Netflix, but they were showing it one day at the end of July at a bunch of different theaters. So we went like we had already started obsessing over yeah. um the the film that yeah. that's I don't know what you call it it's a film it's a stand-up special it's a
1: documentary yeah.
0: um so we were like okay we got to go see this so we went and saw it in a theater and go- sitting in a movie theater and it was pretty full yeah um but sitting in a movie theater like after not being in one for so long or being in like you know i've I, obviously there's these few times that i've been in one but yeah. it's very select obviously so you know it's like i can say a in a an entire year and a half had been in a movie theater three times. So then sitting in a movie theater again and the first thing you see come on sh- screen is the Netflix like dung like yeah. <laughs> that was very weird. I bet. Um and then the fact that I'm like watching a movie on the big screen that's about being inside for a whole year. Yeah. Was also interesting. Yeah. Um so it was it was a very cool New way to experience that, um, and then about a month later, um, went and vis- I feel like I'm being long winded here no, with all no. of this stuff, no, but no, I'm um, about a month later, went and saw um, uh, Road Road Runner, yeah. the Anthony Bourdain documentary. Uh, we went, we took a vacation to Florida to visit my aunt Janine and my cousin Trevin, and he knows how much I love movies and movie theaters and stuff. And he's like, we we need to go to the Enzion and see a movie. So we kind of just looked at what was showing and decided to go see this Anthony Bourdain documentary. The Enzion is kind of, um, it's an independent cinema. It's kind of like the Texas theater in a lot of ways where they're doing, it's like one theater and they're doing their own thing and it's historic and been around a long time. Um, So they, they, have like a bar and they have a restaurant and stuff like that. That's cool. And inside the theater, they have booths and like, it's, it's a very like dine in kind of theater setting, but independent, which is cool. Um, and that was a really cool experience. That was a really good documentary. Um, and it was a lot of fun. And I met like the Enzion, like if you're, if you're ever in Orlando, go to the Enzion. It's a very cool theater. I love movie theaters. Um, but still, it's like, I've I've, yeah. I've been seeing documentaries for the past year. Like, yeah. I've seen three documentaries and all these theater experiences and small theaters with limited people. Um, but then I went and saw Nine Days yeah. at the Angelica in Plano. And that was the first time where, when that movie ended, it was like a spiritual awakening. It was yeah. like... I've missed this. There, like, this is a, this is a huge part of what keeps me going. Yeah. And I've, I've been missing it for a long time. Um, and nine days, uh, it's a film that showed at Sundance in 2020 when I was there. Um, me and the group I was with tried to go see it one night and it was sold out and we couldn't get in. Yeah. <clears throat> so I've been wanting to see it ever since um and I I think they kind of held it back for a whole year because because of COVID and they were trying to have a theatrical run. Yeah. Um so anyway, so when it finally released in theaters I was like, "Okay, I have to go yeah. see this." Another reason um is because I got to talk to the director while I yeah. was at Sundance, which was cool. Um, and obviously I hadn't seen the film yet, um, but there was a moment where me and a group of friends were sitting down and this guy just came up and sat down with us. And then we started talking to him. And then um, a few minutes later we all started realizing, Oh, the person we're sitting down Like we were all sitting down ready to hear someone speak. Like we were at a panel yeah. and we're like, Oh, the person that's about to go up on this panel is the guy sitting next to us having this conversation with us. (laughs) So that was super cool. Yeah. Um, and everything that he said was super inspiring. I'm, I meant to like, listen, I, I audio recorded the, the, um, the panel when I was there, I meant to listen to it before I came over here, but there was a lot of things in that discussion panel that really inspired me. Um, just as like a up and coming filmmaker yeah. trying to make it in the world. Um, but nine days was really good. It's, it's a film that I'm surprised I haven't heard more buzz about. Yeah. Um, just because of how spectacular it is and because of the actors and actresses that are in it. It's, yeah. it's is uh, Winston Duke in it. Winston Duke is yeah. the main actor and he's brilliant. He's Not so yeah. good. And Zazzy Beats, yeah, and other people that I can't think of their <laughs> names at the moment, but um, um, hold on,
1: the, yeah, I mean, it's got the kind of people that if it maybe it come out when it was supposed to, would not have the same clout as now, potentially, because I feel like, like Winston Duke and both and Zazzy Beats have both blown up, yeah, in the last year or so, yeah, definitely, yeah, so,
0: yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'm just surprised I haven't heard more about yeah. it. Like I feel like this film, like when I saw it at the Angelica, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be an Oscar contender." Like this is yeah. going everybody's going to be talking about this, and I yeah. haven't really heard that much. I mean, you know, we're still yet to find out Oscar stuff, but it also has Benedict Wong in it. Who's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like he's in
1: um Doctor Strange. Yeah, Doctor yeah. Strange.
0: Um it's got um Bill Skarsgard, um yeah. and my dude from Arrested Development, Tony Hale. Yeah. Okay, cool. He's great.
1: Forky. Huh? Forky from Toy Story 4. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah. yeah, I forgot he was Forky.
0: Um, but yeah, he plays Buster in, in uh, yeah, Arrested Development. I feel like that's where everybody knows him from. But yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's the kind of film that, like, first of all, I would want to make like this is the kind of film yeah. that i want to make it's the kind of film that um it's it's simple and it 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 the entertainment weight that it the way that it carries the entertainment is through story and acting yeah like it's it's just down to this like um you know stage yeah. level performances mm-hmm. like where it you know it the characters and story engage you i mean yeah. it's just so good like yeah. it, it doesn't rely on spectacle you know so well written so well acted so well directed and it, it just kills man it's just so awesome. good and at the end of it it's just like it just it just rips your emotions, like brings all your emotions to the surface and yeah. the, and and I was just like, fuck yeah. yeah. Movies are back. This is what I've been missing. Yeah. Um, just to give you a little idea of what the premise is, it's it's about um basically like this place that exists in between worlds. It's like it's about um this like everyone in the film is a kind of like a soul. Uh so Winston Duke is a soul that has lived a life before. Okay. And now his job is to interview souls that have just come into existence and decide who gets to live a life on earth. That's cool. So he's like interviewing souls that have never lived life before. Um, It's, it's really good. I can't recommend it enough. I think right now it's, um, it's available on Blu-ray. It's available in stores. It's available, you know, you can buy it on prime and, yeah. Apple TV and rented or whatever it's called, nine days. Um but yeah, that was my that was the first time I was like, okay, movies are back. Yeah. And I've seen other films since then. But yeah. how about you?
1: Yeah, so it took me a little bit longer to go back to the cinema. Like we um moved a little further away from where we were. Um there's not too many cinemas that I would pay to go. Yeah. <laughs> near us, you know. Um, so it took us a while and then it was just kind of we just when we had some family in town and they were like, hey, if you want to go out, we can, you know, watch the, watch your baby kind of thing. So we're like, Yeah, let's go to the cinema. And Shang Chi was playing. So we went to see Shang-Chi. And um if anyone that's listening to me and Brandon are both fully invested in the MCU, we've <laughs> seen them all, we watched, you know, the TV shows is kind of like we bookmark them, we know when it's on. You yeah. know, we have the next few films lined up, ready to go. Um but after Endgame, I was a little like, okay, I think I might be ready to step back a little bit. You know, yeah. if I don't catch them in the cinema, it's not a big deal. And then Black Widow came streaming and it was, in my opinion, pretty meh. It was yeah. it was fine, it wasn't, you know. Um I mean it's like Black Widow's not a terrible movie by
0: any means, but it's no. like you know, when you when you get films like endgame. Yeah. You know, following that up is just yeah, impossible. Like, yeah.
1: And I'm sure the way I watched it influenced my decision, which I'm sure we'll touch on later as well. Okay. Um but yeah, so Shang-Chi again, not something I'd rush to go and see or thought that I would rush to go and see. Um and I know that you had already seen it like a few days before. Okay. Um so we went and like first just being back in a the theatre was amazing. You know, um, had forgotten. I went back to the Alamo, the place that we'd, like, watched our last film at. And, like,
0: how long had it been? Since so,
1: we, seen. the last film we went to see was Onward, um, which would have been. Was that, like,
0: December 2020 or something? I can't remember when mm. that came out. It was, like, fall
1: 2020, so it was, right? Yeah, so my daughter had just started a daycare. So, probably, probably like, February, March of 2020. Like, just as this oh. was kicking off, it was like everything oh, was just things about shut to down. close down. Okay, okay. Yeah. So we went to And I can still vividly remember walking out of the cinema being like, when's the next time I'm going to come to a cinema? You know? So it had been like a year and a half. It had been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that was... It was great to be back. I remember texting you and being like, I loved it. Which I think was influenced again by being in a cinema again. Yeah, You know? Um
0: before you get into the film yeah. I have a question for yeah, you yeah
1: of course <laughs> i've been
0: dying to ask you this yeah uh because <clears throat> when i when i for when alamo was closed for a while yeah when i first went back um they they had they they had only started doing this for maybe like a year or a year i don't know two years yeah um before covid they so they started doing this uh Alamo Draft House logo thing. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. Did it moved me to tears. Okay. That's what yeah. I wanted to ask you. Because, yeah. like, because they did something, that they're doing something now where they extended this logo thing and they're showing all these pictures of people being back in a theater. And then it goes into the logo thing that you remember seeing. Yeah. And as soon as it ended, I was like, that was really good. And then I was like, I wonder if Lewis cried when he saw yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> I did. And it,
1: I'm sure he said something like, I'm getting emotional now. I'm sure he said something like, we really missed you. As well, at the bottom, yeah. Like there was something very poignant at the end. And I was like, "We missed you, Alamo Draft House." Like we really missed you, Alamo. Just know how to do it. <laughs> um, yeah. Props to that editor. Yeah, they did like, that. That it's just beautiful logo video. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it starts off with like the little film bits, and then just grows and grows and grows into. Yeah,
0: it, it's cool because it's like it, the the logo. You know, we've all seen but the logo intro we've seen before, but they extended it the intro of it to where you don't realize it's what
1: it is yeah. until it's what it is. And yeah. then when it's what it is, you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. You know, it's great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the film itself, I mean, we can talk about this a little bit. I think it's probably got the strongest third, like first third of a Marvel film I've seen for a long time. Okay. Yeah. Um, like the introduction to the characters, the bus scene and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Is yeah. Just all that stuff was awesome. Great. Um, um, but marvel i find find it hard to stick the landing the last third for me i was like okay like yeah do we really need this cgi dragon (laughs) like i get it it was super
0: epic yeah for sure yeah like uh i did end up really enjoying the end personally yeah um but it's just because I bought into it by the end. Yeah. It was like there was a point when they're driving through the forest. If you haven't seen Shang-Chi and then, you know, spoilers. But they're they're driving to the magical forest. Yeah. And they're going through the maze and, and you know, they're yeah. telling them where to drive and all that stuff's going on. And I was just like... I don't know. I was just like, this is losing uh, its way a little bit. This is too, yeah. what's going on? This is too much magic. This is yeah. too much. What's, what is this? Yeah. And then they get to the magical forest place and it's even more magical yeah. and there's more magical creatures yeah. and all this stuff. And this is earth. And like, I was like, and I was still just like, I don't know about this. This was yeah. weird. But then by the end, when he's fighting the dragon, I was like, okay, this is fucking cool. Yeah. I,
1: I, whatever. It's fine. I just, and I know it goes back to, you know, I know they can't top end game. I know that's not what they're trying to do. But a lot of the time, I'd rather just see a very more, like, a more personal, like, hand to hand combat. Light like, is more the inner demons they've got to, like, might as yeah. opposed to these huge. Well, that's kind of what they're doing with the TV shows, right? Yeah. And I think that's why I like them a lot. Yeah. You know,
0: um, but I'm afraid, but I, I get what you're saying. I'm afraid that that's going to take away. How can you top it though? Like this is what I'm saying like, they can't keep topping it, topping yeah. it, topping it, you know. But that's the thing is like, I'm I'm afraid that they're going to, they're going to be like, oh, our movies are supposed to be super epic yeah. and our TV shows are supposed to be intimate. It's like, no, like your yeah. they movies can be over, intimate yeah. too. Like,
1: yeah. And like that's, again, that's why Black Widow fell down for me. It was like, it was very about family and all that kind of stuff. And then they went into the, Castle in the Sky or whatever it was and they were like free falling and I was like I'm out like I'm done mm-hmm. Um personally you know um, Shang-Ti was great loved it but the film I had the emotional impact with was No Time to Die the James Bond film yeah so James Bond has been a massive part of my life like it's probably the reason I got into film like I can remember really? as like a five six year old like being obsessed with James Bond. Which one? All of them. Like I could name, like who was the who was Bond in each film, what year they came out, who was the bad guy. The, okay, you know, so the, what was the first James
0: Bond film you saw?
1: Um, I can't remember the first film. It must have been like a Pierce Brosnan film. Yeah, it must have been one of the you like were nineties, 90s, 90s yeah, yeah. So it must have been one of those. Um, but I really fell in love with like the Connery era I think like the really old school like (laughs) Like before the gadgets got crazy yeah so like my obsession with like film history comes from that because I couldn't know when they all came out who was in them all that kind of stuff okay
0: so like seeing the last Daniel Craig Bond film was like a big deal
1: yeah and it was something I was like looking forward to because it was slated to come out before COVID shut everything down so I can remember saying to my wife like when Amelia's in daycare, my daughter, the first film we're going to go and see is No Time to Die, like in the week, like when she's at daycare. Yeah. I can remember planning it out and being like, it's going to happen. Like this is how it's going to happen. Um, And obviously it didn't. They kept pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back. So when I finally got in there, um, having such an emotional connection to Bond Light, it broke me. Like I was just like, by the end I was just in floods of tears. Because not only did it live up to the expectation I had, but I was like, this is what cinema's about. Seeing these yeah. huge stories, this massive, um, colossal thing that like, you know, you've seen trailers for again and again every time you've gone to the cinema, every time you've watched the TV, to actually be seeing it and be experiencing it with other people. It was like unbeatable. Yeah. Um so I keep thinking of that as my first trip back. Even yeah. though it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. But that was the one that I was like like it's back, yeah. You know, I've seen something that didn't have the possibility to go to streaming, and credit right. to them for being like, "No, we're gonna wait till cinemas reopen." I yeah, because like that if,
0: meant that movie has been pushed back for two years. Yeah,
1: because I feel like if I mean with Shang Chi, I know that they really wanted to put it in cinemas, but if COVID had still carried on the way it was going, they would have been like, "Cool, we're gonna put it on streaming." Like, I don't think yeah. it would have been they, they they wouldn't have pushed it back for two years.
0: Man, I got to go see no time to die now. You do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I I've, I've been wanting to see it. It's just like school and all that stuff It's like yeah. it's everything piles up and then you're like
1: when am I going to go, you know? Yeah, but. it just I mean, I know that like a lot of people loved it. It just ticked every box for me. Yeah. That was that's like, awesome. And it was I know that Daniel Craig is like that was his last Bond film. It's kind of like Everybody knew that he was leaving the role. I know he had some problems with it before this film. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, his character was so good as Bond. Yeah. He just brought out, like, a lot more than just the womanizer yeah. that gets lucky every once in a while, you yeah. know? Um yeah, it was great, dude.
0: Yeah, that makes me want to go back and watch all the Bond films again, okay. uh, with Daniel Craig
1: <laughs> at least. You know, because um, were we working together when I did my Bondathon? When you did your what Bondathon, where I watched them all back to back, starting with like Doctor No, and I went through all twenty three. I don't think so. Okay, so it might have been when I was doing my film a year thing. So before I had a kid, I made, like, I tried to watch a film a day for a whole year. So I tried to watch 365 films in a year, um, and that, part of that—that that was wait, what year was that? Was 20, that, that was twenty. Eight, eight, that was 2018, 18, 17, yeah, around think, about that. Yeah,
0: because I because you hired me in 2018, yeah. and that was like the end of 2018. Yeah, so so yeah. part
1: of that was I did my Bondathon, and it sucked. It was so a bad. Bondathon sucked. Yeah, like because the movie sucked. <laughs> toward like I love Roger Moore. So much, but by the time you get to like Moonraker, like his last three, oh my god, I can remember putting in the disc for Octopussy and just being like, I don't want to do this, <laughs> I don't want to watch this film, I must do it. Yeah, I've got to watch Octopussy, <laughs> but um, so yeah, just be careful <laughs> if you're gonna go back and watch them. I, mean, all.
0: I don't know if I, I don't know, I like, I, I don't have the um. The kind of like thing that you have with Bond. Yeah, um, it's just because I'm I, English. That's
1: all it is. You think so? <laughs> and he was so cool. Yeah, I mean, there's a picture of me as like a seven year old in my dad's suit, pretending to be James Bond, and it's like really baggy, and I've got like my finger gun ready yeah. to go. <laughs> it's very um, embarrassing.
0: Yeah, I don't even know what the first Bond film I've I've watched. Like most of them have just gone over my head, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, and I don't know if they they're supposed to do that. <laughs>
1: I, I mean, they're the, just like the, the, I feel like the plot is
0: sort secondary. Of, yeah, it doesn't really yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. There's no just, yeah.
1: As long as something gets blown up at some point uh-huh. and he has sex. The you know. first free film that I ever saw
0: was Quantum of Solace. It deserve to be free. <laughs> Yeah, you, you don't like it. Oh. I haven't watched it since I watched it. Oh boy, yeah. uh, that free time. It's like it was when I i like Quantum of Solace was the so when I first started working on a movie theater in 2008, showing my age here. Yeah, uh-huh. um, you're only 12 when you
1: started, so it's fine. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, the. It like the cool thing about working at a movie theater kids is you get free movies. Yeah. And I was like, So what do I have to do to watch a free movie? And they're like, just call and say you're coming. And I was like, and most be pe- like, okay, when, when you actually work at a movie theater and you get free movies, nobody calls ahead and says, nope, Hey, I'm coming. Like you just show up. But I was the good kid. I was like, Hey, I'm coming to see Quantum of Solace. At four fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> I won't see E F. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, I always remember that Quantum of Solace was my first free movie, and I mean, I don't remember anything about it yeah. at all. But um, probably for the best. But it is interesting now. I mean, that was so long ago; it feels <laughs> like. And yeah. now the last Daniel Craig Mon film is out, and yeah. it's like the end of an era. Yeah, and just thinking about, I don't know, like, like just thinking about my, I mean, f- films can help carry you yeah. through life right and yeah. like these eras of film can help carry you through life and I always think about when I think about the past and think about my life I think about you know if I think about 2010 or if I think about 2008 or you know I think yeah. about the films that were out that yeah. year and I think about what I was doing and yeah. the films that I was watching and and um, this is a this is a, the close of a a chapter yeah and I'm excited about the next chapters. Um for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Bond's one of those things that especially with cinema going, it's always been there. Yeah. You know, it's always but It's first, always gonna be there. Yeah, the first film me and my wife went to see after we got married was Spectre. Mm-hmm. Like I can remember when World is not enough came out, I was I think eleven. And in England the the ratings are different, so it was like a twelve. And my mom went to this like kiosk at the cinema. Was like, "My son's eleven. Can he come in?" They were like, "No." So I had to wait for it to come out on, like VHS. And I remember that vividly, just being like, "I'm gonna wait six months to see this film because that I'm so excited for." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I um, think I think
0: I played Goldfinger, or is it Golden Golden eye? eye? Okay, yeah. I played Golden Eye on N64 before I ever saw a James Bond film for yeah. sure. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, my parents would not let yeah. me watch James Bond. I
1: was the nerd that was like, it's not screen accurate. (laughs) (laughs) His hand's still blocky.
0: (laughs) Uh. Dude, I remember, okay, I love Lord of the Rings and I remember um, like um, Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan talking about playing uh, GoldenEye on N64 and Sean Bean is like the villain Yeah, and they were just like, they were playing that game and then Sean Bean walked in the room to introduce himself and they're like, (laughs) <laughs> it's you <laughs> but anyway
1: <Yeah>. great game Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is <laughs> um, movies are back yeah yeah and we've both done double dips of films so we've both been to see films twice like the same film twice in a movie theater? yeah what did you see twice? I went to see Last Night in Soho twice oh okay that's right yeah you did tell me that yeah so I went and saw Eternals twice yeah I saw it once and that was <laughs> that was you know, enough yeah I was I was good um yeah <laughs> again just I, like it was it was good
0: Eternals yeah yeah
1: it it wasn't
0: Eternals being the second theatrical release yeah. I mean I mean they released Black Widow in theaters but they released it on Disney Plus at the same time yeah. so it doesn't count yeah. so um Eternals which was also supposed to come out last year yeah um I don't know, man. I see people shit talking internals and I'm like, it's good. Like, what do you want? Yeah. Like, what is it that you want? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, it's a good movie. Yeah. Like what, like you're going to see a Marvel movie. They delivered a Marvel movie. Yeah. To me, it's good. Yeah. You know, um,
1: I'm, I I don't know. (laughs) I just, I love the inclusivity stuff. I love the varied characters. I mean, the performances were great. Um, Chloe Zhao was wonderful as a director. I'm really glad that she's getting more opportunities. Yeah, and she did um, stuff. *Nomadland*, right? Yeah, she yeah. did. Um, but it is again, it just falls into that like it's hard to tell. Like, I feel like anyone could direct these films. And I know that's very
0: like Yeah, well they definitely naive. have they have a s they have a storyline yeah. that they're going with and it's yeah. not like she wrote the film. Yeah. you know. I mean that's the thing, it's like there's there's a difference between being a director and being like an auteur, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes being a
1: director is a job.
0: Yeah. I feel like one for them, one for you kind of
1: thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. Yeah. I just do like I read an editorial in a in a magazine that was just like I feel like all these directors that are showing some kind of individuality are just being swallowed up by these, you know, MCU, DC, all these kind of universes. Yeah. And, yeah. But But it's like that's what you signed up for. Yeah. I'm sure that she got paid enough to make her next film. Yeah. And make it the way she wants to do it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about, I don't know, and I don't want to say that it's just some money. That's a very,
0: yeah. I mean, generic. it's it's a
1: good film, and yeah. like
0: I'm sure she put it. Like it would not have been the same film if she had not directed the film. No, um, but to me, I'm like you're like it's a superhero film. Yeah. You're going to see a superhero film. What yeah. you're going to get is a superhero yeah. film. If you get more than that, like that's cool. Yeah. That's a plus. Yeah. But like, yeah.
1: What do you What do you expect? I know. No, I agree, and I think they are coming. You know, I'm very glad because I do love, I do love them. Yeah, like I love the fact that like when we come out of the cinema, we're like three months to go, and then the next one's out. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're coming so thick and fast, and you know, it is hard to do anything different. Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: yeah. It's true. It's true. I think I just like, like in some ways, mastered the art of like the suspension of disbelief. Like I can just, I can just like. I sometimes go to Marvel films or superhero films or just big epic films, yeah. like expecting the thing that I got out of Nine Days. Yeah. But when I when the film gets into it and I realize what the film is, like for instance, Shang Chi, and the, yeah. and and it's like you get to a point where you're like, what? This is you want me to just believe this magical, mystical stuff because yeah. it's magical and mystical, and yeah. that's all you're giving me. And then and then I just accept it, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, the- I get it. And then and then I just enjoy it. Yeah. You know, I just, like, turn into a little kid, and I'm like,
1: yeah. fun. And maybe that's the problem. Maybe, you know, I did go in being like, this is a Chloe Zhao film, not this is a Marvel film. Yeah. And, like, I think about the DCU, or the DCU, whatever <laughs> it is. Um, and, like, Aquaman is pretty fine you know it's a fine film i had a blast when i saw that in the cinema i was like this is great it's not taking itself too seriously it's ridiculous enough like it's a guy underwater you know it's ridiculous it's a guy in the water yeah but it's it like i loved it and i'm like why like i don't know there's like i guess i expect like why did you
0: love that and then yeah you saw eternals and you're like "Eh." yeah you know Maybe I just expect more from Marvel. And yeah, not more, I mean, you do. I mean, but- that's the thing. That's that. I think that's the thing. There is that Marvel has done some superhero films that touched into like this intimate level, like the thing that I was praising nine days about. About yeah. you know that it just it breaks it down to acting and storytelling. Yeah. And there's and the intimate thing that you were talking about about um, you know they're doing like the TV shows are a little more intimate and the movies are more epic. They have done some features that have been very intimate and yeah. and broken it down to a character level that have just hit really well. Yeah, and and then you get a superhero film that is just you know it's just another super film superhero film that's epic and. Yeah. You, you know, you come to expect more from Marvel. And it's like, well, you know, there's still, like these these films are still marketed towards children. Yeah. So at and, some point yeah. you're like, okay.
1: Yeah. I know. And I am, I am very <laughs> excited. Like I said, I'm very excited for the future. Yeah. um But I think it was, I would, and I hate to say stuff like that, but I'd re- always, I would rather watch Shang-Chi than Eternals again. I think that's where I fall. Really? I think I got more out of Shang-Chi than Eternals. I mean, they're both good. I don't know. Yeah. Like... Uh, I think... I did... I liked Eternals. Yeah, I don't maybe know. Maybe it's just like, too much going on for me. Maybe it's like too many characters to be invested in. Yeah. You know, because I did have my favorites in Eternals. Um, but I just feel... You know, you feel like they don't gain enough screen time. You're like, oh, this, this person should have been in it more. Yeah. So... Um,
0: yeah, um, I mean, I only went and saw Eternals a second time because uh, Sarah's sister hadn't seen it. Yeah, and I wasn't gonna say no to going to a movie theater and seeing a movie. Like, um, but seeing it a second time just confirmed to me that I liked the movie. Like, yeah, it, it, like I, I just it. thought it was like I don't know. Yeah, like, I I mean it's just like movies are a personal thing anyway. Yeah. it's like if you like a movie, great. If you don't yeah. like a movie, great. But like if someone I don't know. If someone likes a movie and you don't like it, like who cares?
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> but I did like uh Fastos, yeah. That character. Mm-hmm. Um Brian Tyree Henry Yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Like like his whole thing where he was like doing the yeah, like creating stuff, like all of that stuff, I was like, get that's it. cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I don't know, man. I I just I was just sold. I was. I mean, yeah. it's a it's it's an epic Disney movie. They're getting these characters that were in Game of Thrones to be in it, and like, like good for them. Like they they're making more money. Like yeah. everybody's making more money. Like I just feel good for people. Yeah. Like when I see stuff like that, I'm like, good. They're making more money. Cool. Yeah. You know, that's what we all want to be doing anyway. Yeah, it's like. Truth. Personally, as a filmmaker, I I want to make movies like Nine Days. I want to make yeah. like intimate, personal films. Um, but if somebody offered me a Marvel movie, of course I would fucking do it. Yeah, of like
1: course. yeah.
0: I want money. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody yeah. wants money, you know. Yeah. Um, I would do a Spider-Man film over Eternals for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean, <laughs> we all would do that. <laughs> and I'd be right there next to you, like, you're gonna include this partner, right? You're gonna include this person, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah. But last night in Soho. Love last night in Soho. Yeah. I think it's Edgar right doing what he does best. Yeah. Like a good story well told. Yeah. Um and it, you know, it's not big, it's not showy. It's like it's cinema, yeah. Really, it's just you know, it's what he loves, put into a film, that still has twists and turns. Yeah. Um, so I saw it twice in two nights. In uh, two nights. Na- wait. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you saw it one night and then you saw it again the next night. Oh, yeah. Shit. Okay.
1: Um. And yeah, I'd see it again. I'd watch it again tonight. I think it was re- like it was great. You've you know? only seen it the two times. I have. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I I I really like Edgar Wright. I like. What he stands for, like, you know, his movies are like that he uses camera trickery as opposed to special effects. Yeah. You know, like the whole, like, dancing sequence is the bait and switch is done with the character standing behind the camera and then coming out. Right. Um, I love that, you know. So, yeah, Last Night in Soho was like. He's like a classical filmmaker in the modern age, you know. And there's That's only probably why a few of it. those. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to sum it up, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, my last few, I wouldn't see The Hotter They Fall, the Netflix film on the big screen. Um, something about seeing a Western on the big screen. I'm like, count me in. You know? Don't who's, see enough Westerns this, at the moment, so. I know I've heard the name, but I don't know who's in that. So um, it's basically... Um, it's a who's who, really. It's, it's um, Idris Elba is in it, Jonathan Majors, Zazie Beats, who we already talked about. Yeah. Um, and then it's also um, Regina King, Lakeith Stanfield. You know, like really strong performers. Yeah. Um, and I just love like – I, I, I do enjoy Westerns anyway, but I love Western soul from a different angle. And the fact that they are all black and it is, like, you know, a black storyteller telling a story about black people yeah, did it for me. Did you see that at Alamo? I saw it, actually, just like a, a cinema. It was just okay. showing um, middle of the day because Alamo aren't doing anything pre-5, 4 or 5 p.m. at the moment, apart oh, okay, from what it's in Sunday. So we went not see in the middle of the day. Like, okay. first showing um, – it was just the only thing that was on, but um very influenced by Tarantino, really stylish. Yeah. Um yeah, just it's just great to see, you know, that kind of representation on screen. Yeah. I'll it definitely awesome. have to check it out. Yeah. Um I mean I'm sure it's not it's probably not shown showing in theaters anymore, right? Just, I think it was super limited, maybe yeah. like a week and it was on Netflix at the same time. And they probably just do that for like Oscar. Awards, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um and then I went to see House of Gucci, mm-hmm. um, which was my second to last. So, you know, sucker for Adam Driver. Go and see anything he's, he's in. He's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, and Lady Gaga stole the show, dude. Really? She is very good. Sweet. Very good. Um, I, I mean, I loved it. It's a bit overstuffed. Lasts yeah. a while. Um, but, yeah, it's just, you know.
0: I mean, I feel like, you know It's Ridley Scott. Yeah. I mean, it's like (laughs) you get to that level of Ridley Scott, eighty years old, and can do make whatever film you want. Of course you're gonna indulge. Yeah. Like it's gonna be an indulgent film. You're gonna just put everything you want into it and you're not gonna have any deleted scenes. No. Like it's not it's not a tight Family entertainment. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's Al Pacino is amazing in that film. Just putting out that he's, he still steals every scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's amazing. It's a good film. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. Well, I've been, good.
0: I've been wanting to watch it. Yeah.
1: It's um, just a good popcorn, you know, talking about what makes cinema great. You know, we'll get on to the, the problems that we've experienced, with yeah. The cinemas reopening, I guess, but like these big popcorn movies are just, you know, they're great. They're, you know, everyone. My cinema was packed when I saw it, so it was great. Sweet, yeah. Um, what about you? What else? Well, what was the last one you watched? So I went to see this earlier this week. I went to see Come On, Come On. The like the other TV day, next. yeah. Again, just a my like, early showing. There was me and one other guy in there. Yeah. Um, And as you know, not the biggest fan of Joker.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um,
1: big fan of... Joaquin I'm like Phoenix, in denial but... of that. It's yeah. like every time you say that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's Yeah, right. you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um But big fan of Joaquin Phoenix. And it's just, it's such a, I don't know, delicate film. It was very well done. And yeah. he's just great in it. Yeah. You know, Um Yeah, I I don't know that much about this movie. Like,
0: I've I've seen, like, a couple of things on social media pop up. I mean, I know Joaquin Phoenix is in it, and it's black and white, right? Yeah. 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 And then, like, other than that, I mean, like, when I see the clips of it, I'm like, oh, this is, like, an intimate character study, right? Or something like that.
1: It's just, yeah, I mean, I don't want to give too much away. I don't want to, like, spoil it, but it's just, it's beautifully shot like they spend a lot of time in New York and there's like just, you know, New York skylines everywhere and just, I don't know, it, there's no nastiness in it. It's yeah. just a really lovely film, you know. Um Do you know anything about the filmmaker or, or who, yeah, who made I, it? So I know that, so he did, um is it 20th Century Women with Annette Benin? And I think Greta Gerwig was in it. Let me just look it up. I don't I'll have know. to double check. Um so it's directed by Mike Mills, who did Beginners um with you McGregor. I think is that I think that's the one where his like elderly father comes out as gay. And it made quite a stir because this is like 11 years ago. Yeah. And I think it was quite a big deal at the time. Um 20th Century Women, which I absolutely loved. It is with Greta Going. I'm a massive fan of Greta Gatwick yeah she's um, awesome yeah so I, I really like his film Like, I really like the stuff he's done before without really knowing it you know he's kind yeah. of like oh it's the same guy that did you know um, well yeah it was just I don't know it, was, it dealt with big issues but on a different slant and I was just like this is really good sweet you know um, yeah just out really, now yeah go, go and go see, see it, it
0: come on come on
1: yeah come on come on (laughs) let's
0: do it you know i'm definitely gonna have to check that out oh man there's so many i just want to go to movies every day like before covid happened yeah i like i like there was all these theaters coming out with their subscription services yeah what was what was the one that did it first it was before the movie theaters did it it was like it was while i was still working at studio movie grill and I can't even. Was it
1: AMC Stubbs?
0: No, no, no. It was before oh. that. It was like this, it's end of this like out of the blue service that came out. Um God, I can't even think. They're, they're gone now. But it was a subscription service that was trying to like basically make a subscription service to go to any movie theater. And the movie theaters were like, we're just going to make our own subscription services. So movie theaters started making their own subscription services. Yeah. You know, AMC did it. Cinemark did it. And I was waiting and waiting and waiting for Alamo to do it. And then yeah. they did it. Like a month. Before COVID. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I went and saw like three films. Like yeah. I bought the subscription. Yeah. I was we, like, we've sweet. been talking about it. Yeah. Because we there was ta- like
1: a wait list that came up like six months before. And we were both like. I'm on it. My wife's on it. Like we are. Yeah. Like waiting for them to be like, okay, we're going to trial it in DFW. Yeah,
0: and then yeah, and then COVID happened, and yeah, Yeah. that sucks. But um, so then COVID happened. Alamo stopped doing their subscription. I think they they're doing limited now, but it's super limited. Like you you've got to be in a certain city, and you can only go to a certain theater, but. Um man I was just I was just ready. I was just yeah. ready to go to a
1: movie every single day. And this is the problem that I fell into. Like it was the reason that Shang-Chi was the first was not due to the fact that we didn't want to go. I was desperate to go yeah. see anything. But cinemas were only open at five PM. Yeah. You know, um on weekends. And that's the time that we had our daughter and we were, you know, busy kind of thing. Um, so when it came to like Tuesday, when I was off work at like midday, it was nothing. Yeah. You know, um, and that's, that's where I kind of like was just drawn off. I couldn't, I just couldn't physically go Yeah, as much as I wanted to. And I get it. I know why they didn't open earlier. And now like there would have been nobody there apart from me. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. (laughs) Um, but that's the, like, that's the problem, right? You know, to get people back in, you need to start slow to open these other big ones up. Yeah. It's a Um,
0: shame. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. But, I mean, we're slowly getting back there. And we will.
1: Yeah. Like, the last few that I've seen have been, like, in the day showing kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So. After nine days. Yeah, I saw nine days. And that was my first... Okay, movies are back. Let's do it. My soul is back. My (laughs) life is back. Yeah. I've got something to live for. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, And then I went and saw Shang Chi like the next weekend. That was great. Um, Marvel films are back. Yeah, Marvel films are back. Like, I mean, geez, dude. Like that. Well, seeing Shang, I mean, seeing Nine Days was like, okay, movies are back. Or my soul is back. It was like more of a spiritual experience. It was like my soul is back. Like this, this is the thing I've been missing. But going to see Shang Chi was like, I think movies are back because I, you know, there was, it wasn't packed, but there was people in there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's done good business, yeah. You know, and I read the funniest thing on Letterboxd. Right after that, because I was looking at reviews, and somebody wrote a review, and they were like, the person next to me stood up after the movie was over and said, that was the best foreign film I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good old public. Yeah, the (laughs) ignorance. Yeah. Um, Okay, but then after Shang-Chi, I saw Breakfast at Tiffany's nice at a like pop-up rooftop cinema nice that was really cool that was a lot of fun um also very cringy for reasons that i'm sure yeah. you know yeah. um but it was still fun it was like yeah it was like bean bags on a roof with a That's big fun. projector and yeah it wasn't like a cinema but it was a rooftop a communal it was cool event. yeah it was cool yeah a communal event for sure um, and then I want, went and saw Titane with Zach, our friend that was on the last episode, yeah. who couldn't be here tonight, unfortunately, but um, Titan was awesome. Hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was a lot of fun to watch in a theater. Um, because that was my question for you before we started this, because I'd seen your list, I know what you'd seen, <clears throat> and I watched it a few days ago at home, Yeah, like just on streaming. Um, you know, pay per view, whatever. Um. So my first question was like, how was it on the big screen? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was it was spectacular. Like,
0: I um. There were there were some things that flew over my head during the during the movie, yeah. and um, I took the movie like seriously. <laughs> if that makes sense, like yeah. There's a scene where she has sex with a car in the beginning yeah. and
1: it yeah. gets impregnated by the car. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. Um, my, my, my wife was working and texted me and was like, hey, how's your film? And I was like, well, she just got pregnant by a car, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and and that's the only way I could sum it up. It's so Yeah, I was like, when that scene happened, I was
0: like, I don't know I don't know like the, the, the fact that she was having sex with the car didn't enter my mind. Yeah. Like she was just like getting herself off yeah some other way or mm. like I didn't think of the car as a living thing that no. was like impregnating her. Yeah. So or that somehow flew over my head. But I guess because of that, um the rest of the film I don't know. It's such a weird film, man. It's like it, it's great because it's just one of those movies that it, it's serious, but it doesn't take itself serious. Yeah, you know, if that makes any sense. It it's does, like yeah. it 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 goes on these deep emotional human levels, but it's like tr- some weird trickery. I don't know how to describe yeah. it. It's like this weird trickery of like. Hey, don't take this seriously. Also, let me rip your heart out. Yeah. Um, because like the scene where she is dancing with the the firehouse chief. Yeah. And it like goes into slow motion, and then you hear an American song, like you hear an English song spoken yeah. song when you've been hearing a foreign language this whole time and then all of a sudden you're hearing English words and it's they're dancing in slow motion i was just like there there's something that struck me <clears throat> and i'm i'm like trying to figure out what it was it, it was like somehow beautiful
1: yeah i think that's the same with her previous film the raw which I haven't seen. Yeah, that was like that is about like really like people that eat other people. Yeah, but it's very like there's images from it that I like that I really remember. Yeah, the director's really good at um I don't know find it like going like turning the dial to a hundred, but still having believable characters.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. Which yeah, is it's really, like really it's, great. it's it's like so over the top. <laughs> yeah, so like unbelievably ridiculous but it never loses reality in yeah. a weird way yeah. exactly yeah 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 that's yeah exactly um so yeah i had a great time watching it I was bet. like yeah it was i wish like, i'd seen it in the cinema it was cool it yeah. was cool there wasn't a ton of people in there it was maybe like 10 and what was that was that that was at angelica sweet yeah cool um yeah, so that was cool. That was a lot of fun. The next thing I saw was last night in Soho. That was also fun. Yeah. Um It wasn't exactly what I expected. I, I think I expected I think I expected something, for lack of a better word, more mature. Yeah. No, for sure. Like because yeah. it because at some point it just you know, spoilers, last night in Soho kind of becomes a campy horror. Yeah. Um, I don't know.
1: I think I need to see it again, though.
0: You know? Um, But it, like, I expected, I don't know. I just expected.
1: Yeah. I think my first viewing of it, and that's why I'm glad I went to see it twice, my first viewing, I was like, I just, (laughs) I could get my hand up, but I was like, is she back in time? Is this a dream? Is it the room she's in? Like, how is she seeing this you know and the second time you kind of you learn to just let that go a and little bit and just watch yeah. the film i mean that's the thing about
0: i think expectations with yeah. any film it's like the first time like if you have high expectations or you think it's going to go a certain way and you watch a film and it doesn't go the way you thought it was you kind of have to just process your own personal emotions after seeing it the first time yeah. and then go see it again and enjoy it for what it is, yeah. not what you expect
1: it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. No. I agree with that. Um, but I mean some I mean- of the directorial stuff that he does is just beautiful though. I think about where she's in bed at the in the flat for the first time and she like turns over and like throws the, the covers and it just like tracks back, but it just keeps going that was just you know that kind of stuff I'm like okay this is cool
0: yeah i like that i mean i definitely had the feeling after watching it the first time that this was a film that was going to age well yeah um it was going to be better every time you watched it yeah
1: i mean trailers just ruin everything now i think it's For like sure. you, you yeah. Know. yeah it does make it look like a full blown horror in the trailer, really, it's it yeah. is like you know. You see the image of her with the makeup, stone. She's like, you know, hand over a face kind of. Yeah, and you are like, oh my god, this is going to be like terrifying. And it, like, I didn't find it that scary. It wasn't terrifying. It was just yeah. like, oh, that's a bit weird. Yeah, you know. But yeah, maybe that maybe that's what they thought would sell. Is yeah, I mean, it was around Halloween, right? It was around I mean, October yeah, time. So yeah,
0: that's the thing is like with any. I mean, films are marketed by their genre. Yeah, It's like you have gotta like try to sell it for. Yeah, exactly something, you yeah. know. But I mean, it's still a really good film. Not to say that it's not that I didn't enjoy. I did enjoy it a lot. Um, I I do need to watch it again
1: though. Yeah, was it the Baftas or was it the Golden Globes that have like best musical or comedy section where they just lump everything together? And wasn't like I uncut think- gems in there? Or like some like really obscure film. That's like that's not either. But that's, yeah, you know. I don't know
0: about the Baptists, but that makes that would make sense. I know the Golden Globes do like comedy,
1: Mus- yeah, and it's, musical, it's some, yeah, comedy something, comedy yeah. or musical yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and the films that they find as comedy, are like, huh? Yeah, you know,
0: <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I mean. Yeah, because most of the comedy is just like...
1: It's, it's not good. award worthy. Yeah. In, a, yeah. in lack of a bad, you know, it's Yeah,
0: or you wouldn't think of it as a comedy. Yeah. But then like they categorize it as comedy and you're like, wait.
1: Yeah, was it? You just shattered my world. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but um, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, man. I don't know what else to say about last night in Soho. It's like it was beautiful. The acting yeah. was great.
1: The I don't know. We got, like, we're gonna get back to James Bond because as soon as she like goes into the sixties and she sees that marquee for Thunderball, I was like, I'm in. I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, yep, yeah, hundred well, percent.
0: Okay, I mean, for I mean, another thing is all about uh, you know being in England, right? Yeah. Like, where's she from in the beginning? I can't remember now. Where is she with it, it? Is it
1: like? It's like. Cornwall, or something, it's somewhere a bit remote. I can't remember yeah. off the top of my head, but, then but she's going to the big city to, yeah, London, to you know? London, yeah, right. Which is, yeah. and I've always said that London is not a representation of England, it's like okay. New York to Americans, it's like its own thing, right? Okay. Really, um, but yeah, I, I mean, mean, I guess it's always cool seeing you know, because London isn't as big as New York, I mean, it mean, is, York's not is big. okay, but okay even though
0: okay like size whatever aside is like to you is london like what is london to you like is is it like to me like to me i've never been to new york okay but to me new york new york is somewhere i've always wanted to go yeah it's like the place yeah it is the place that i have to go at some point like i've got to experience it i've got to see it I've got to do it. I've got to like new it's New York. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um so like what is London to you as an Englishman?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not like London is fine. Like if you want to go like a lot of people that are going to England for the first time I'm like yeah, go to London but you know try and get out if you can and see other things. Um it's I it's mean, it the is a city well, as yeah.
0: opposed to like the
1: country. Yeah, what her grandma says, whereas like London can swallow people, is pretty true, to a point. It's like it's very, like I don't, I don't know how to describe it. it it's just a lot more than I was used to in my English life, you know. Yeah, um, but goes- like, the, I mean, you've been to London before. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot. You of times. went when, like, for the first time. Um, I was very young. Yeah, I can't remember much about it, honestly. Um. And you've only been that once or you've been... I've been there quite a lot. Yeah. And like, it's, you know, it's just, there's a lot of things to go and see and do. Um, and it is really cool. Like, there's a lot of history there and there's a lot of like interesting things to do. I mean, the BFI, my favorite place in the world is in London. Yeah. So, you know, if I'd like, if I'd worked at the BFI, I would live in London. That'd be great. But yeah. I wouldn't choose to live there. Yeah. Personally. Okay, so then
0: in context of this movie, yeah, it's like a romanticized. It's sort of a romanticized version, yeah. but it's also kind of like a cautionary tale, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think that it just. I think that it portrays London really well. You know, it's got the the duplicates. It's it's very, you know, glitz and glamour, and there's like lots of nods to history. And if you like, there's areas that you can find that are like for you. Like Soho is very specific to a certain type of people. Um, But it's also, you know, it's also still a city. There's still people that are going to work all the time. There's still, like, families that live there. There's still, you know, um, crime. There's still drugs. There's still, like, a lot of stuff that's going on behind the facade. Yeah. And I think it did a really good job of being like, like, yeah, if this is what you're into, it's going to be great. Yeah. But there is also this other part of it. Yeah,
0: because I remember watching, uh, I watched an interview with Edgar Wright talking about the film and he was talking about basically about nostalgia and how, you know, people's idea of what the past was like is different than what the past was actually like.
1: We've both studied film. We know that like most of our favorite actresses from the 30s and 40s and 50s were probably sexually harassed at some point Yeah, or asked to do something that they didn't want to do. Right. You know, yeah, all or this vice, kind of, yeah. Or
0: like or like like our favorite directors, you
1: know. Yeah, Hitchcock people. is very, very problematic. Yeah. As a person. You know, it's not easy to champion yeah, him as a person. Exactly. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Um yeah. So that's uh
0: that was an interesting thing that he was talking about. Yeah. About how yeah, nostalgia is not exactly what always what it seems. Yeah. Um
1: he got stuff like the the pub that she works at is very reminiscent of like like favorite places. Like when I lived in Sheffield when I went to university there like we had a pub like that that was like a favorite place to go. Yeah. So he got that kind of you know, the lifestyle part right. Yeah. But he would do. Yeah. So he lives in London, I'm pretty <laughs> yeah, sure. Exactly. So yeah, exactly.
0: Like it's like of course he's gonna get it right. Yeah. Um yeah, he's he's a great filmmaker. He's a, and he's a really interesting person. Um, I was watching an interview, another interview with him on the Criterion Collection, and he actually, speaking of theater experiences, he bought he brought back a very early memory for me oh, that really? I completely had forgotten about. Like it's weird how memories work. Yeah. And how, like, a random thing can tap into this part of your brain to bring out something that you haven't, like, thought about in 20 years or more. But he was talking about being a, you know, a small, like, like a three-year-old kid going to a movie theater to see Star Wars. Yeah. And he was talking about watching the... um. Not the Death Star, but the, the Imperial ships, yeah. the, what are they called? The, oh my God, my nerd. Or Where my is God. it? <laughs> um, the Star Destroyers. Yes, the, that's it. Yeah. yeah. The Star Destroyer. Um, he was talking about seeing this, the, the Star Destroyers come over the screen and like the, the, just the epicness of watching the ships fly over him and, and feeling like the ships were actually flying over yeah. his head. Yeah. And it brought back this memory for me that I that I remember thinking about this memory when I was a kid, but then I haven't thought about it again, and, yeah. and I don't know how long. Yeah. But I remember being in a movie theater, and I don't know how old I was. Yeah. I mean, I was little. I was maybe three, I was four or five, I don't know, but I was small.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And... I remember I don't I I've, I've got to ask my parents about this and see if they remember it because um you know I don't know what movie this was. Yeah. But I was in a movie theater and there were airplanes flying over our head and I don't know if we were watching a 3D movie or not, but it felt it uh, I remember an an airplane like a big airplane flying over the cam, it at least flew over the camera yeah you know yeah and you know flew over the top of the screen but i just remember like it flying over my head and just looking, looking right yeah. behind me like just trying to follow the plane yeah. behind me and i just looked behind me in the theater at everyone behind me like where the fuck did that plane <laughs> <No>. go <laughs> And then i looked back at the screen and I kept looking behind me trying to yeah. figure out like, where did that plane go? Yeah. And, and then I remember like looking at my parents cause I kept looking behind me and then my parents kept noticing me looking behind me and being like, what the hell are you yeah. doing? Like laughing at me cause I kept looking behind me looking for this plane. It's just a weird thing, man. Yeah. It's a weird thing to think about like being a kid and being impacted by something in a cinema that way yeah. and it's kind of cool to 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 know that like as a filmmaker as a cinema lover as someone who loves to watch movies and loves going to a theater and is has a podcast called film church radio talking about going to movie theaters that i was impacted at such a young age yeah by being in a movie theater yeah thank you edgar wright for yeah, Helping my, me remember yeah. that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um but after last night in Soho, I went and saw Eternals for two times. Yeah. <laughs> the end. <laughs> 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 um but yeah, anyway, I, I did like Eternals and um I mean they referenced Superman and Batman in this movie, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. I mean You know, whatever. (laughs) Um, I'm excited to see where it goes next. Uh, I just forgot the band's name. All the girls are going to hate me.
1: Harry Styles? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know the band. Uh, I don't know. That's fine. Like, whatever. Uh, Cool. (laughs) Yeah. I'm excited for. I um, did roll my eyes a little. Oh, God.
1: Like, who else is going to be in this?
0: (laughs) You know, I'm excited that um, John Snow is going to be a part of the MCU. Yeah. That's cool. I thought I mean, he was.
1: I keep forgetting he was. In, I thought he was really good in it. Yeah. like I want to see more of him, dude. Yeah. He's good anyway.
0: Yeah. Like whatever. Like he's a good actor. Yeah. He needs to be in big epic movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He needs to be wielding a sword. Um, he needs to be in Blade. Yeah, maybe he's going to be in Blade because that was. Um,
1: Mahershala Ali. Yeah, that yeah. was
0: him at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like Yeah. Folk, yeah bring I mean, it Bring it Marvel.
1: Yeah, that I mean, you it. know that they've got it planned. Yeah. And it's like everything's there for a reason, which is exciting as a fan. Yeah. Cause you know that, you know, like I can still remember the post credits sequence of like, Oh, we found something in the desert and it was like Thor's hammer. Yeah. And you were like, Here we go. Here we go. The Avengers are going <laughs> to get you know, this is gonna this is gonna get it's happening. so good. Yeah. yeah. And now it's like We've got. I mean, they built up to
0: it and they delivered and they're building up again. Yeah. Like, we don't know
1: what's coming. Like, they know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But there's a lot more magic going into it now yeah definitely there's Which, like they, everything
0: is on the table now yeah. it's like they did time travel and now everything is on the Yuck. table it's like whatever goes i mean multiverse what, is coming yeah, into multiverse, it. So like God, they're bringing like, in the x-men they're bringing in the yeah, fantastic Four, like they're bringing in everything dude yeah it's, it's gonna
1: like, it's gonna be like reading every comic book yeah but on the screen yep and it just it reminds me of the simpsons quote like never fear we've got stories for years like, <laughs> it, like we can do this as long as you're going to pay for it. Yeah, which is forever. Yep. So because there's always new people with. Yeah, I mean, like money. we've got to the point now where the new Spider-Man isn't even out, and they're like, "Yeah, we've got a few more lined up. We're ready to go." And it's like, cool. Let's do that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about cinema, but I wanted to talk like ask you about streaming. Yeah, because it's become such a big part of what like, is streaming. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been such a big part of like everybody's last few years. Yeah, as opposed to like watching the films that are out. Um, so I just wanted to kind of see like how you feel about it.
0: Um, I like movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, so Dune. Yeah. Okay, so Big, let's talk about epic movie, Warner Brothers HBO. Right? Yeah. Obviously, Dune, you should see that in a movie theater, yeah. right? I I wanted to see it in a movie theater. Yeah, I watched it. But I opened HBO Max, and it was there, ready yeah. to go. And I hit play, and I was like, let's watch Dune. Yeah. And it was great. I yeah. loved it. Dune was fucking awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: Um my girlfriend didn't like it and she kind of is like shitting on it actually. (laughs) She's like shitting on it a lot (laughs) every chance she gets. But (laughs) because everybody is like, Dune is awesome. And she's like, eh. Yeah. But, um, she, I don't know, man. I feel like, I mean, I'm like, we've been together for eight years. Yeah. And I feel like, I know her pretty well. Yeah. And I feel like she might not have hated it if she had seen it in the theater. Okay. Because, yeah. I mean, th- there's something about being in a theater yeah, with other people around you. Yeah. That are, like, you just, you sometimes yeah. you jump on board to things yeah. that you wouldn't normally jump on board with. I mean, also, like you were saying, Alamo Draft House, they won't let you be on your phone the yeah. whole time we were watching this movie. She was on her phone, yeah. and I was like, "Put your fucking phone away." Yeah, um, I love her. I love you to death, Sarah. Like, you can be on your phone while we're watching movies; it's fine. Yeah. Um, but we're an Alamo family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if we're in Alamo, you can't. Like, it's not my rules. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. You know, I loved the movie. I thought the movie yeah. was great. I, I would have thought the movie, I wish I had watched it in a movie theater. I mean, the main thing that I missed, because I'm half blind, when the movie started, I didn't see that it said part one. So when it ended, I was like, they've yeah. got to be doing another movie. And she was like, it said it was part one at the beginning. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. so... um you know, for me, it's like, uh, I'm a creative, imaginatory person that can, you know, even if I'm watching a movie on my phone, yeah, I can imagine little Lego characters sitting in front of my phone watching this in a movie theater. Yeah, You know, I can, and I've worked in a movie, like, I've worked in movie theaters, like, I worked in a movie theater for 10 years, like, yeah. I... I am so familiar with the theater experience and what it and and just walking into the theaters and watching you know several times like yeah. watching walking into the same movie 20 times with different audiences and seeing how different audiences react to yeah. certain parts of movies it is like second nature to me to imagine how audiences will react to certain parts of movies so when I watch a movie on streaming I can go there I yeah. can imagine that I'm watching this movie in a movie theater. I would prefer to actually be watching the yeah. movie in a movie theater. But for me, you know, I just want to watch movies all the time. I mean, yeah. now that I'm done with school, I've been joking around that I'm going to get up at 5 a.m. and just watch a movie. <laughs> like, yeah. that's going to be the start of my day. I'm going to get up early, and yeah. instead of going and working out, I'm going to watch a movie because yeah. I can. My mm-hmm. my brain is awake, and I can yeah. – Educate myself with this film stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, so that's where I'm at. But like for the general public, for movie theaters, for the sake of cinemas and independent theaters and human experiences and all of that stuff, we need movie theaters. Yeah. We need them to be showing films. We need them to be showing yeah. more films. We need to be sho- them to be showing films for longer periods of time, yeah. not just after 5 p.m., we need matinees. We yeah. need
1: movies at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like I want all of it. And this is kind of where like the HBO, I've got a few thoughts. So first and foremost, like that was huge. The fact that the they HBO did. HBO decided yeah. to do, to yeah. do a new sim- release. If you don't
0: know this, HBO, I don't know when, like sometime last, well during it COVID. With, it
1: started with, Wonder Woman in December. That came out Christmas Day. That was like yeah. The so that first... was last year. They yeah.
0: decided to that they were going to release. HBO decided which HBO is a part of Warner Brothers. So any Warner Brothers film as well. Yeah. HBO Warner Brothers are releasing any theatrical release simultaneously on HBO Max. So if it's available... Like the day that a movie comes out in a movie theater that's owned by Warner Brothers, it's going to be on HBO Max
1: the same day. Yeah. Which is 10, 12 bucks a month or something. Yeah. Um, So they... Compared to Netflix, I really like the way that they set it up visually. How it was like a gold play button and it was like front and center when you first logged on. It was like now showing. You know, it felt a lot more special. Right. You know? Yeah. Um and we watched Wonder Woman and then I kind of like I didn't really watch too many of the other ones. You know, I watched oh, um the Angelina Jolie one that was on like middle of the year. Yeah. Um on there. And then we watched Dune. Um and then the King Richard that was just on. So there's only about three or four that we actually like chose to watch. Yeah. Um and that and and that's where I feel like Netflix has like fallen down is that the harder they fall, for example, like needed to be banner, needed to be like front and center. People need like that, like now playing like plate, like that gold button, you Yeah, know? it just gets lost in the algorithm, Yeah, you know, like earlier, um, all these new releases, if they're not in the top 10, it's like, you've got to kind of, it's hard to find. Yeah,
0: um, which is yeah, a you've got to be doing a lot it. of extra work, you've got yeah. to be a
1: film buff, you've got to be reading film
0: magazines, yeah. you got to be on film blogs yeah. to know what's out there.
1: And what's worth watching, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I saw something really funny the other day that was, can you remember the Meryl Streep, Alec Baldwin? It's, it's complicated? complicated? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. That came yeah. out while I was working at a movie theater. Cool. Day. So, okay. So, someone was like, isn't it ridiculous that this film made like $400 million at the box office and now would be a straight to Netflix B movie that would just get buried? Yeah.
0: It is and that was a like, different world.
1: Yeah. That that was like, what, 12 years ago and already it's just like we're in a different place.
0: Yeah. It would never be marketed as a big yeah. theatrical release ever. At this point.
1: Yeah. The streaming service I want to always shout out though is Hulu. So Netflix and like HBO always have their like premiere stuff. They put it out. (laughs) Hulu is so good at getting the like small, foreign, independent films that are like, like there's a buzz around them, but they're not quite Oscar contenders and just having them on their streaming site. Yeah. Every time like there's a foreign film is on Hulu. Yeah. Well, it seems like, Okay, so Hulu is owned
0: by Disney now. Yeah. It seems like Hulu is buying up the film festival films. Like when, yeah, Like when, when um, movies go to film festivals, all these streaming sites and producers yeah. of these streaming sites go to the film festivals and they're buying stuff yeah. to put as original content on their services. I mean- When, when Disney is buying these films, they're not going to Disney plus, they're going to Hulu. Yeah. I mean, the biggest sell of 2020 was, um, Palm Springs. Yeah. Bought by Hulu. Yeah. You know? Um, so yeah, I mean, Hulu does have a lot of good stuff. I need to get on Hulu more. Yeah. I mean, it's just like,
1: I don't know. One of those weird ones that I don't always click on, but, um, um and the other thing that i'm a, like that i'm really especially recently really really like pleased that it's available i'm not sure if it's just on amazon prime but it's the like um premier access stuff so the things that have just pretty much left cinemas you can pay like 20 bucks and rent it for 48 hours so yeah. it's like the cost of a ticket and it's not simultaneous with them coming out in the cinema it's a little bit after for, so you know, we found it hard to go middle of the day. So, um, have you heard about Belfast? The Kenneth Branagh film? That's, it was like, didn't get a very wide release, I don't think. It's, I don't think so. Okay, so it's about, more about his childhood in Belfast. In like, the 60s, I want to say. Okay. Um, shot in black and white. Very like intimate kind of thing. But that was on... Premium Access and Wheatlight, like, there was me, my sister, my wife, my mum, my dad. And we wouldn't have got a chance to go to the cinema altogether, but it was on the TV, so we could all watch it. Yeah. And that I was a big fan of. I'm like, this is good, because we're still paying $20. It's still like the price of two tickets, you know. Um, I would have rather seen it in the cinema. It was yeah. very cinematic, but I'm glad that that option's there. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, it's definitely... It's just kinda of going there. Yeah. It's just there's, kind of- there's no
1: gap between things ending in the cinemas and now coming to be able to rent, you know, Bond was is still in the cinemas and you can rent it on yeah. prime. Yeah. Which is crazy to me.
0: I mean like when you when you really think about the marketing, like the market like marketing is the thing that has taken over. Yeah. Right. And For a really long time, like for about 50 years, the marketing for films has been towards teenagers. Yeah. And it's like, what do teenagers want to do? They want to get the fuck out of the house. Yeah. What do people who aren't teenagers want to do? They don't want to get out of the fucking house. Like, it's just how it is. And it's like, okay, so... Like the like, it just is what it is. Yeah. It just like like, I mean, I I just I think about Jaws. I'm like, if Jaws came out now, who would go see it? Yeah. Teenagers. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. Like that's what like teenagers want to get out of the house and want to go see. A, they want to go see something crazy. Yeah. Like Jaws. Yeah. You know, and that's just how marketing kind of is now. It's like yeah. it's it's trying to get these teenagers out of the house to go pay money to see their movie or whatever. And it's like, I don't know. It's like these more mature, intimate films. They're probably going to make more money if they just stream them, you know? I mean, it just is what it is like. And it's, it's better to get the people that want to see them early then, yeah. like, be like, it's showing in theaters, and now, like, yeah. six months thing, later, yeah. now it's on DVD and streaming. They don't, they care about the next thing now. Yeah. You know, I mean, everything's just so fast now. Yeah, I mean, I don't want theaters to go away for sure. No, like, obviously, no. like, uh, you know, yeah, and, uh, like, like pe- people's home experiences are getting better. Like, they're hopefully they're getting better. I mean, that's the thing that I worry about with with. I mean, I'm a film buff, so yeah. I. I want the sound to be right. I want the picture to be right. I want the experience to be right. I want the lighting inside my house to be right and all that stuff. I care about all that stuff. I mean, but I've also, I'm a film buff. And on top of that, I've worked in a movie theater where all that stuff is important. Um, You know, but as a filmmaker, I also have to think about People who don't give a fuck about that stuff. Yeah. You know, and who else I'm marketing to and who else, like, is going to watch my movie who might be on a cell phone or might be watching it secondhand while they're doing the dishes or, yeah. you know, things like that. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. It's just a lot of stuff to think about.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I mean, it's just the landscape has changed. Yeah, definitely. The, you know, the four to six weeks theatrical run followed by a three-month absence and then a home video release followed by a 3 months absence followed by a streaming release Yeah, is a thing of the past. Yeah. You know, I can remember it being like, this film is now coming to streaming. It's been out for a year, like in theaters, like, and we've just got the rise. But yeah, it's just changing. Everything's changing. It's, it is changing, and it's constantly changing.
0: Um, but I mean... I think like there's I don't know like the the cool thing about it the, on the positive side of all this chaos of options and streaming and theaters yeah. and just uh, you know content everywhere, um, people can find their place. They can find their thing. They yeah. can find what it is they like. It's very. It's much more personalized. Than trying to just make a film for a big broad audience. It's like, no, you watch what you like to watch. Yeah. Everybody has their own thing, everybody has their own tastes. Um the individuality is much more strong. And um yeah, it's just it's getting to a much more nuanced place, I guess. Yeah. Um, which is cool. You know, it is. it's like and and the thing that you know, if you're a filmmaker and you wanna make something that is epic or impactful or makes a makes a mark, it just means that you gotta make something good. Yeah. You know? You gotta make something that's really gonna
1: make waves. Like you can't just And the opportunity there is always available for us to discover something for streaming. Yeah. You know. It's a wonderful life. I know that we're in a festive mood, but it's a wonderful life is very like, did not do well. Theatrical yeah, run. it's exactly. only because it was broadcast on TV like years later that it. Yeah, it well.
0: went into like public circulation, yeah. didn't it? Public domain. Like yeah. the the reason it started showing on TV was because nobody liked it and it couldn't yeah. sell. And then it, it, they were able to, to, to realize, show it on yeah. TV for, for so cheap. And then once they started showing it on TV, people fell in love with it because yeah. they showed it all the time because yeah. they it was like
1: cost them nothing to show it. Yeah, and it could just be that. Jimmy Stewart film that's just lost that's buried nobody really seen it you know prints aren't that great that's how it could have ended up you know Um, but now we've got that opportunity to be like hey I found my next favourite film yeah at any given point and as a filmmaker there's always someone out there that's probably going to be like clicking on it you know yeah so influenced by it like yeah I mean it's a double ended sword for sure I think yeah you Know it's it can it helps filmmakers, you know, get a step up if it does well on stream, but also like who knows how many things are being streamed. Like, we don't yep. know what the numbers are. Netflix have got a top 10, but is that reliable or is that just what they're trying to push?
0: Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, yeah, so I mean, that's why. Yeah. Some filmmakers
1: do Marvel films. That's it. Whereas in <laughs> cinema, it's just like, hey, here's the box office. These are stone cold facts. This is how much this film made. Yeah. This is what people are going to go and see again, because it's like three weeks at the top. And I'm like, cool. Facts. Facts. <laughs> you can't argue with those. You can't. <laughs> so,
0: our next episode. Here we go. It's going to be... Wait for it, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Spider Man, No Way Home. Yes, it is hard to keep track of these names. Yeah, so we we've, um, we've toyed with this idea. I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. We we didn't. I mean, I don't think this podcast is going to be new release, new release, new release. New, it's not going to be. No. you know, we're going to try and flip flop and kind of go back and pick films that we want to watch yeah, together. Like
0: I've I've got some films on my list, and I'm so, like. I cannot wait to show you this film and yeah. see what you think about it. Um, but as of next week, Spider-Man No Way Home is coming out, yeah. and you and oh, I yeah. are totally obsessed. Yes, <laughs> and we cannot are. wait till yeah. this film comes out. Like, I mean, we're both like super s- Spider nerds. Yeah, I don't know when we figured that out, but I mean, yeah, I
1: yeah, I can't I can't we're
0: both big Star Wars fans too. Yeah, um, but. This this Spider Man film is
1: gonna be uh... my expectations are high, <laughs> yeah, like real high, yeah. You know, after the the last film, um, Far From Home, which was just which was everything I wanted it was it was yeah. just reading my favorite comic book, yeah. You know, but yeah. like on the screen, it was amazing,
0: yeah. So. And we'll get into more details about, you know, what we thought about all of these different Spider-Man films. Yeah, Cause like sure. I, we, the expect expectation is that no way home. is going to be like the end game of Spider-Man movies. Yeah. It's going to like mash all of it together Yeah, because I have opinions about every single Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. and spin-off yeah. and video game. Like I like Spider-Man is my thing. Like I've, like that Same. spider like yeah i've read sp- oh my god like, like a
1: lot of the spider-man comics. spider-man yeah i know like, a lot of
0: the lore i feel like J. jonah jameson right now i'm just like spider-man spider-man yeah, spider-man exactly. yeah. spider-man just, spider-man bring <laughs> me photos of spider-man all the time i'm like brandon i haven't got any more like <laughs> um yeah so next next week is gonna be all it's gonna be a spider fest yeah it's gonna be a web fest yeah
1: yeah it's i'm i'm stoked yeah <laughs> Like I, could, I can't believe it's like already like next week. I know, I'm like because we were talking about this when we first started talking about the podcast. I can yeah. remember saying to you, very "We've been talking like, about this for years." Yeah, like we've got, and to we went and saw No Way session. Home together. We did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we. Oh no, not with No Way Home, but Far From Home. Yeah, we would both seen it before, right? And then that was our second time. Or Was it your first? I think time so. our second. I think I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it was our second. Yeah, but it was. Yeah, it was great. It was, yeah, of course, yeah. Um,
0: um, it's definitely my favorite. I'm, dude, I just already want to talk about so much Spider-Man, but I'm gonna save it for the next episode, cool. like because I, I mean, yeah, I went and saw a lot of Spider-Man films a lot of times.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> but we'll get into that. We sure will. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? was I gonna say? <clears throat> um, uh, I oh. Think- Oh, Go uh, ahead. actually, what was I going to say? I was—I thought I had an O, but yeah. then I didn't.
1: I was just going to say, I like theming is kind of all over the place at the moment. It's not, you know, I know that one of the last episodes we were like, Badlands is next. Yeah, yeah, And it's still on the radar. I think there's <laughs> just a lot of stuff going on that we're like, I want to get this recorded. I'd rather, yeah. we'll sit and talk about theater's reopening and kind of, yeah. you know, like one of our favorite, franchises, new releases or whatever coming back. But we have still got plans for a lot of cool stuff. Yeah.
0: So um yeah, definitely. Yeah, we are gonna do Badlands very soon and then yeah and then get back into a regular schedule. Yeah. But in the meantime, get ready for Spider Man. Yeah. It's dude. coming. I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. I can't believe it. See I just I literally like I just I'm like next week. I know.
1: <laughs> I know. Yeah. Because it felt like. It's so fast. Yeah. They've been like, making these movies. They've, they've been, been pushing back the tickets. Out. Even the trailers have like dropped relatively close to it being like, yeah, coming out, you know.
0: But I mean, I mean, in terms of like the last film that they made, I mean, they it's like two years in between each film and it's like, that's crazy fast. Yeah. yeah. It is. Just, I mean, like the last, like it was like the last, uh, when, uh, far from home came out it was like the news broke that tom holland wasn't going to be in the mcu anymore yeah and then it was like yeah. all of a sudden he is and all of a sudden they're making spider they're making this new one and then all of a sudden all these people are going to be in it yeah. it's like so fast yeah can't wait me neither we're gonna have a lot to talk about we are yeah um quote <laughs> okay.
1: that's okay we don't have to do it we can just do it it's been split into um, two anyway so we can just yeah
0: um, be sure to stay tuned after the podcast after the episode be sure to stay tuned we're gonna um, basically give you an update on what's next and what's come and where to follow us and all that jazz yeah so thanks for listening thank you it's been awesome yeah dude come again Here we
1: go. Just back at it. Yeah. Opening the doors. It's good to be back. It is. And we'll be back again. We sure will. (laughs) Last podcast ever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Have a good night. Have a good day. Have a good film experience. (laughs) (laughs) Go to the cinema. Support your local theater. Peace. Bye.